Thank you, Bob. Again, we have this nice little team uh, preaching going here, although our sermons aren't necessarily related other than the theme of endowment. For my uh, sermon this morning, I take the 32nd verse, uh, the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Pray with me. Holy God, may our reflections on your word lead us into deeper commitment to you so that we may discover how our talents can multiply on behalf of your kingdom. Amen. It's that small seed that wants to grow within you. It's a nagging feeling, a tug. You might not notice it all the time, but it's there. It keeps persistently whispering, how can you make a difference? How can you make a positive impact on the world? Ever heard that whisper? Felt that tug? On a certain level, I'm amazed that it's even there. Shouldn't it be enough that we have plenty of work to do and friends and family around us? Shouldn't that, shouldn't that be sufficient to satisfy us? But somehow, for some reason, it's not. We long to do more. If it's all about evolution and survival of the fittest, why on earth would we have that seed within us? It calls us to make a difference for the world and for others. We want to help people, and not just people like ourselves. It's not solely about helping our own group survive. It's about desiring human flourishing and an end to suffering. It's almost as though God herself has planted that seed within you, hoping that it might grow into something spectacular and unexpected. How are you nurturing that seed? You know, I must admit, I spent a lot of time thinking about this for the past 20 years. I went to a high school that obsessively talked, preached really, about our duty to serve others, to make a difference. We were reminded again and again that the school had been founded by the great 17th century congregational minister and missionary John Eliot, quote, to fit students for service, both in church and commonwealth. Etched in gold lettering in our assembly hall were the words from the Gospel of Luke, to whom much has been given, of him shall much be required. We would sit in that wood-paneled assembly hall in uncomfortable seats that worked like a 17th century beetle to keep us awake, while our headmaster delighted in reminding us that we were mortal and we would die. And I'm not joking about that one. We were constantly reminded that we would die as a motivator to get us to consider the broader purpose of life and to value each precious moment that we had. Those lessons, those words, and that preaching have stuck with me. What are you doing with your life? How can you use your specific gifts, talents, and passions to make a difference, to feed that desire, that seed? My father desperately wanted me to become a financier, an investment banker, a private equity guy, hedge fund guru. Go make money, he said, and then you'll be able to make a difference. And that certainly is possible. I've known many people 
that have made a big and significant impact that way. God had a different path for me. I was always intrigued by Christianity and the presence of God in my life. The more I felt this draw, the more I considered the church, the ways in which church can make a difference. Think about it. Sociologists have been pointing out for the past 20 years that the leading cause of our breakdown in values and civility is the decline in social capital. Humans don't do things with other humans anymore. We watch TV, we're on our phones, we live in segmented communities disconnected from our neighbors. We don't host dinner parties or game nights. We're less likely to be involved in service clubs or other organizations that focus on civic life. How do we build up social capital? How do we create community across societal lines? Churches, particularly churches of this size. Here, you interact with others. You are encouraged to get involved, not just here, but also in your community outside the church. You assume leadership positions on boards and committees. This is the ultimate laboratory for social capital. What other ills do you see? Americans today are too materialistic, too selfish. We are overly focused on what's good for ourselves, looking out for number one. What is one organization that again and again seeks to counter these harmful influences in our lives that preaches about self-sacrifice and compassion even for our enemies? Church. Our political system is fragmented and beset by lies. We constantly talk past each other politically. We live in different bubbles, different language games. What's the solution? To find some place where people share a common language, a common vocabulary about public issues church and the Bible provide that. What's another solution for rising above the partisan bubble? To focus on local politics and local issues. To build local coalitions at the city and state level. Churches, at least churches that are politically engaged, are probably the most effective vehicle for learning about local issues and working across divides to achieve common goals. But we can only reach out to others and connect with others when we are comfortable and affirmed as who we are in our inmost beings. We need something that can ground us in the eternal, that force that created and is still creating you, and reminds you that in the eyes of God, you are accepted. Life is transitory, all too transitory. Events fly by, years pass, loved ones move on or pass away. How? Amidst the changing nature of the world, do we find grounding in something greater, something significant, something lasting, something that helps us see beyond ourselves and our time? We look to God. We seek guidance with God. We meditate and pray and focus our lives on what matters most. We are comforted by the Holy Spirit and by those with whom we worship God so that we can love ourselves and love our neighbors. These are things that church does doesn't try to come up with some grand public policy solutions. It is rooted in individuals in communities because that is where we find the answer to our societies and our own most pressing problems. So yeah, I work at a church. I believe in the power of church as a force for good and as a way of making a difference. Do you feel that seed within you? Tug that draws you to be the better you? So you've come to the right place to find it. But what concerns us is not just how to make a difference now, 
especially as we grow older, we face the issue of how to make a difference beyond the span of our life. How do, we leave, how do you leave a legacy of good to the world, a lasting mark? Obviously, our biggest legacy will be seen in the lives of those we've impacted. This is particularly true of our children, but it applies far beyond that as well. Teachers, for instance, profoundly impact their students. Things that you have written or said carry on far beyond your life. But there's also much you can do with your financial resources. If you've been led here to FCC, you share the view with me that churches, and this church in particular, are some of the best means of making a positive impact in the world, then you should think about how your money can make a difference to this community after you're gone. The First Congregational Church Endowment, unlike many other church endowments, is its own corporation. The revenue from the endowment does not support the operating budget of the church. This is significant. The money from the endowment is not meant to sustain a staff beyond what we need. It is not meant to be an excuse for people not to give on a yearly basis. Large endowments that sustain the operating budget of churches can have poisonous consequences. Trust me, I have seen it firsthand. But the FCC endowment is set up precisely to avoid these pitfalls. Instead, the FCC endowment makes strategic and transformative grants for things both within and outside the church. One of the troubles in deciding where to leave your money is considering where it can make the maximum difference. Many worthwhile organizations have such large budgets that your money will go virtually unnoticed. Harvard University, for example, has an endowment of nearly $40 billion. No amount of money that I could ever donate to Harvard would make the slightest impact on student life or their educational enterprise. And the same holds true for a number of large nonprofits. They have huge budgets and need massive bequests to make a significant legacy. That is not true of the First Congregational Church and its endowment. Small amounts of money strategically given can have dramatic impact on the health of this congregation and our community. We can make targeted grants that have outsized impact, and then they can multiply their effects manyfold. The FCC endowment has regularly supported further educational endeavors for this congregation. Do you like godly play, the Montessori-based curriculum that inspires the young people in this church to think and learn? The money to train teachers and thus impact the lives of our children came from the endowment. Let's say you care about social justice and want to make a big impact on the public policy life of the city. The endowment can make a grant that would allow church members to be trained in advocacy work along the lines of the Industrial Areas Foundation or another model of change. Those few people could then train the congregation and collectively we could have a pivotal impact on major issues that affect the lives of our fellow Houstonians. That is the multiplicative power of these grants. Look at the farmer's market. Every week the farmer's market creates community here on this campus for the memorial area. It supports local farmers and encourages local food production and crafts at a time when these things are desperately needed. It advertises the work of nonprofits here in the community. I remember speaking with the development director of MAM, Memorial Assistance Ministries, who described how she got handed a $1,000 check here at the farmer's market after a resident realized that other children who went to his daughter's schools could not afford school supplies. All of the work of the farmer's market was jump-started by a grant from the endowment. You want to spread the message of progressive Christianity throughout Texas? 
The FCC endowment can make targeted grants to new church starts at a time when only a few thousand dollars can make all the difference for the health and vitality of those congregations. We're in the midst of launching a much-needed capital campaign here at FCC. As we were planning this out, the FCC, the FCC endowment stepped forward with a leadership gift to inspire all of you to generosity. And we are already seeing the impact of that lead gift with the new plantings that you see outside the meeting house and new signage around the church. These are real things, tangible things, that make a difference. And who else knows what the endowment can do? The more money it has, the more creative grants can be. Perhaps it could be seed money for a new nonprofit initiative. Maybe the endowment could partner with existing nonprofits to think outside the box to confront an array of pressing issues. The opportunities are endless. All it needs is imagination and resources. Your contributions are like small seeds. On their own, they could make a difference. But as a part of the endowment, they will continue to generate good things in perpetuity, vastly multiplying the impact that any one-time gift could have. And if we have a handful of commitments, commitments of all sizes from different members, and those commitments continue to grow and multiply, they can be truly transformative for FCC, for Houston, for our community. The trees that can spawn will create shelter for so many things and leave a legacy that would make a difference for generations to come. This month, you'll have the chance to hear more about the endowment. Each week, some new aspect will be promoted in worship and through the Christian education classes. Take the time to explore and dig deep for the possibilities and consider what part you could play planting the seeds for the future.